0: Coming up on Locked On Dodgers, the Dodgers lose one in Milwaukee. Tony Gonsolin has the best outing of the season. Might be time for Chris Thompson to not be a Dodger anymore. And Noah Syndergaard has resulted or resorted to some uh, different ways of trying to figure out his struggles. That's the top. Make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers. This is a daily podcast coming the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you a smart fan's perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube, simply by searching for Locked on Dodgers. And become an everydayer and listen every single day and make that easier on yourself by subscribing wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. If this is your first time listening or watching. I'm sorry that this is your first time listening or watching. Uh, I'm Vince Zamperio. I'm usually joined by my co-host Jeff Snyder, although today it's just going to be me. And I am currently recording in a little business room of a hotel in Houston because I spent uh, almost 12 hours in airports and on one uh, connecting flight to try to get home yesterday and it didn't work out. My flight ended up getting canceled around midnight, uh, Houston time, and had to spend the night in Houston. And now here I am in a little business room uh, hoping that the sound isn't too terrible. I didn't have any Dodger hats, but the Lakers got a big win, so we're talking about that. Oh, that's to be said. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm Vince Ancario. Jeff and I are both Lifelong Drivers fans and we currently cover the team. We bring the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning, and that's what I'm here to do today. Once again, apologize if the sound is off or and this episode's gonna be late because uh you know, extenuating circumstances, but similar to the dodgers issues with travel is uh you know or my issue similar to the Dodgers' issue with travel apparently the dodgers had to or were delayed coming out of san diego because one of the buses hit a semi truck, and then had to wait for another bus and then they had a weather issues and they didn't end up getting into milwaukee till about 3 a.m local time um, yeah it's one of those where coming off an emotional series it's Probably due for a letdown on the first game of the next series, especially with no days off, uh, especially coming off of all that travel. So, a 9 3 loss, I wouldn't say it's expected. I wouldn't say it's, you know, that's, oh, yeah, that's a good thing, but um, that's the way it is. That's what happened. The positive was Tony Gonsolin. Tony Gonson had his best start of the season, ended up going six innings, did give up three runs, although they ended up being unearned runs, uh, even though he did allow three run homer. But uh, the runner reach base by Aaron. That's how things got started. Uh, but regardless of you know that the result, it's still a quality start, which you know, regardless of, it depends how you feel about that stat quality start. But uh yeah, I mean for him to go six innings, that's huge because what we've seen from the Dodgers so far is or from Gonson so far is still working his way up, the inability to go deep in games or to be efficient. And in this game, he was finally efficient. He had 11 swings and misses. I think he was through the first two innings on, like, 16 pitches. Uh, And for the most part, he was was cruising. He was, you know, mixing in his – mixing in the splitter, getting the swing and miss. Fastball was was, – touching 94. I think he touched 94 a couple – or touched 96 a couple times or one or two times. So, Oh no, he didn't. He says ninety-four a few times, but yeah. Uh, from what we know of Tony Gonsolin, best outing. It, unfortunately, it, you know that sixth inning did come back to bite him. I don't know if that sixth inning doesn't happen. You know, we can't say for sure that the relievers don't allow the runs and it's still the Dodgers to lose. But regardless of what it is, uh, Gonsolin being back is huge for this rotation. You know, we we saw Kershaw at the hot start, struggled last start. Julio's been a mixed bag so far. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, which we'll talk about later, you know, just hasn't quite been the guy they thought he was going to be or even a fraction of what they thought he was going to be at this point. You've got Dustin May still finding his way. Well, hopefully the last start against San Diego is going to be something that kicks him in the right direction forward. But so basically what you're getting out of this dodgy rotation is a lack of consistency. And if anything, Tony Gonsolin has been somewhat consistent in his career, uh, consistent in the fact that he does allow base runners, but he doesn't usually allow them to score. Sometimes he's more efficient at allow, uh, not allowing base runners than, or at least get retiring them quicker than he is at other times. Uh, and that's what happened last night. You know, six innings, Gonsolin becoming a six-inning guy would be huge for this rotation, would be huge for the bullpen. Uh, and, you know, huge for the Dodgers and, and just the health, overall health obviously is already a big thing. So, yeah, um, you know, for Gonsolin, like I said, 11 swings and misses, that was a good sign. Velocity was up there. He'd got nice pitch sequencing. Uh, you know, it, it was – looked like Tony Gonsolin of last year, and you, you can't be upset about that obviously, at, at, really at all. Um, the three runs in Kenny, that's going to happen sometimes, especially coming off of air. But it was a, a – there's no vintage Tony Gonslin yet, but it was a you know, classic Tony Gonsolin start uh, and looks good for, you know, moving forward and, and figuring things out and, and for the Dodgers rotation. Beyond that, you know, in the game, offensively, Dodgers didn't get much going. Chris Taylor did hit a two-run homer late in the game. Uh, but that's when the game was already out of hand the godgers scored max when grounded out after friday had got on base earlier in the game but other than that yeah there wasn't much to it it was you know they asked dave roberts if there was a if the performance could have been predictable based on the circumstances of getting in late and a big series win against the padres and Robert said, quote, I thought the hangover was Peralta tonight. That's Burr's Freddie Freddie Peralta starter. He said, quote, I thought we had some momentum coming to the series. I felt good about it. But when you've got to face that guy, that sort of puts the momentum back in check. He was really good today. He was good. And they got a timely hit. And this is kind of what we talked about a few weeks ago of it's still relatively early enough in the season to where there's no wins that – or whatever wins that happen that we think oh this is the win that's gonna you know catapult them we don't know that yet and and this might you know Sunday's win or the series win of the Padres might be that one uh, but we're not gonna know that and it's definitely didn't get off to the right start but regardless of that you know the month of of May we've talked about before it's just tough the Dodgers are gonna play a lot of really good teams and The fact that they started the month by winning eight of nine is is a good start and hopefully they can come back in this series and win the next two and and move on and and play the Padres again and try to figure things out so yeah it's going to be a tough month this game specifically last night was tough but you know the positive is tony gonsolin the offense is they didn't take batting practice they got you know everyone was maybe a little sluggish hopefully that's what happened freddie peralta also is a really good pitcher so that, that's just what happens sometimes. So that's it on, on last night's game. We're going to move on. J.D. Martinez is supposed to be back on Friday, and I think Trace Thompson should be the guy that gets moved off the roster in order to accommodate Martinez. So that's what's on tap. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And FanDuel is... Sportsbook is huge. They're fun. They are big right now. NBA playoffs. Make a fast break to Fandle during NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And, man, if you had, you know, NBA playoffs one or over There's been a lot of things happening, and there's some money to be made. If you would have, let's just say you had a crystal ball, you would have known that Lonnie Walker was going to, Put up a bunch of points, put out, almost outscore the Warriors in the fourth quarter. I'm sure his over/under for points was not uh, 15 or whatever he ended up having. So you could have put that down, putting down A.B. you know, to be his points total. If it was every other game, it would probably would have worked out. But either way, you can build bets, it's not just Lakers. You can build NBA bets, you can build MLB bets, you can build out bets, same game parlays. You can put a bunch of different things happening. You can, you know, if like specifically for the lobby, you can bet Freddie Freeman to get a hit. You can bet Mookie Bet to get a hit. And you can bet someone else to get, you know, a home run. Uh, obviously that's going to be tougher to hit because home runs are, are tougher to predict, but regardless that's what you can do with FanDuel Sportsbook. So go check it out. They got a safe and secure app. You can get paid instantly and they got great promotions every day. So go check it out. There's no better, place to bet all the playoff and MLB action in America's number one sports book. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, a special sport betting partner of the NBA. All right, thanks for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen. And make sure to be coming every day by listening every single day, Monday through Friday, where you can find us, where we get podcasts, and on YouTube. Remember, Dodgers played today again against the Brewers. If you want to listen to the home broadcast, all you got to do uh, go to SiriusXM or get the SXM app and search Dodgers, and you can find the home broadcast for any game. And, uh, you know, it's as simple as that. So, all right. So, like I mentioned before the break, JD Martinez is getting some ABs in Arizona. He's expected to join the team Friday if everything goes well. And it would appear that, you know, Based on how things are going, that Michael Bush would be the guy to become the roster casualty in order to get Martinez back on the roster. I think it should be Trace Thompson. And, you know, no knock on Trace Thompson. He's a nice guy. He's, you know, it was huge for the Dodgers last year. But there's a reason he has been bouncing in and out of the league. There's a reason he didn't play in 2019. There's a reason he didn't play for a team in 2020. There's a reason he only played 15 games in 2021 in the big leagues. No, there's a reason he was in the minor leagues when the Dodgers traded from last year, and that's because he's not overall a great hitter. And for right now, for the what the Dodgers need him for is somebody that can hit left-handed pitching. He hasn't done that at all. He's not hitting any pitching right now, realistically. So it's he's hitting 069 with the 378 OPS against lefties. Okay, that's bad. Against righties, 238 with the 1027 ops which is not which is you know good but the thing is that they already have jason hayward and and david peralta and they have other and outman you know they have these guys that are going to play over him when there's a right-handed pitcher on the mound and all this is to say trace can't remain on the roster if peralta and or hate like something has to happen to peralta and or hayward which i think it's more realistic that Trace Thompson gets the would then Peralta or Hayward does. Now, if they feel like, okay, we want to buy ourselves some time, we want to keep pushing the majors, and, you know, we want to you know, keep that going, then maybe somebody gets a Phantom IL stint. you know, is not hitting well, but he's hitting enough to, like, keep you wondering, like, okay, is this when he turns it around? Is this when he turns it around? Uh, even though it hasn't quite happened yet, but you know, let's, let's be realistic. It's probably going to be Michael Bush gets sent down. And the reasoning they're going to give is because they want to give him everyday at bats, and they want to continue him to work on the defense. And those aren't bad reasons. Those are solid enough reasons. But I think Michael Bush at this point is an old enough prospect to where put him in the majors and see what happens and give yourself a chance, you know, to have somebody come off the bench. We saw him even in Sunday's game. He came off the bench in a huge spot, struck out. Admitted he thought uh, he was too passive in that at bat. Gets a second shot later in the game and comes through and clutch and, and gets the, what ends up being the game winning RBI. So would you have had any, you know, faith in Trace being able to do that? I don't know. Like, I don't think so. When Trace comes into the plate, I don't feel any faith at all in that he's going to get a hit or going to contribute. And he's not going to walk either. So, you know, he, ended up, he did walk last night, actually, but for the most part, he's not going to walk. So I don't feel, you know, comfortable with him. And I think at this point, you don't really need another outfielder. You can, you know, between Mookie, Rojas, and Taylor handling the duties at short. And then you got Mookie and Outman and Hayward and Peralta and Taylor who can play the outfield. You don't necessarily need another outfielder with, you know, Bush. He gives you a guy that can play first. He can play second. He can play third. He, you know, he can play outfield. He's played outfield before. I don't know if that's something that's still in the, in the plans for him, but I just think at this point in his development, it makes more sense for him to be in the major leagues. And Trace Thompson, unfortunately, you know, it doesn't make much sense for him to be in the major leagues at this point. If he's not, if they're not going to play him against right handed pitchers and he's in and they're only to keep them exclusively against lefties then it makes no sense i'm pretty sure michael bush can you know ops better than 380 against left-handed hitting and maybe he can't but that's something that they need to see uh and you know if Trey thompson gets dfa it's not a for sure some team's gonna pick him up i'm sure some team might pick him up but it's not a for sure there's A chance he may be able to keep him around. There's a chance he may he clears waivers, wants to stay with the team, and goes down to OKC. And you have him ready in, in case he figures things out. And maybe that's what he needs. Maybe he needs consistent at bats more so than the other guys in order to kind of find his thing and, and figure it out. Because, well, the other part is that he hasn't hit lefty the last two years. So, you know, if you're looking at him to be a lefty guy. There's two years worth of samples now that he's not going to be that guy. He's he can hit right-handed pitching. He's been able to hit right-handed pitching, but that's not something the Dodgers necessarily need. So, all in all, I mean, like I said, this is long-winded. I think it's going to be Michael Bush. Unfortunately, he's going to get sent down. Yeah, it'll be good for his development to you know play every day, I guess, in AAA and more so the development of playing you know third base or or infield or maybe even outfield now, you know, maybe they go send them down and say, Hey, we want you to play third base and left field exclusively. That way, when you come back up, you can play those positions for us because those are positions you would be able to fill for us. I, I don't know, but you know, I, I kind of wish Bush hit right-handed because he for sure would, would be able to survive this. And Trace Thompson probably would be the guy getting the boot, but the fact that it's left-handed, the fact that for some reason, they still think Trace is going to figure out against lefties for whatever reason. Um, that's the way that things go. But you know, and, and one quick note just on this whole topic in general, with Mookie being able to play short and if, you know, once we get closer to the deadline and the Dodgers are looking for someone in their lineup, it helps out because they can look for anybody that can hit left-handed pitching or hit pitching in general. It doesn't have to be limited to infield outfield because they if it's another outfielder, Mookie can just play infield a little bit more, but if it's another infielder, The Muki Says an outfield, and that's the way things go. So, yeah, so, you know, that's how I feel. That's how I think things are going to play out, but uh, that remains to be seen. And we'll just have to wait and see what happens uh, on Friday if JD Martinez comes back. So, that's all on that topic. Noah Syndergaard is our next topic. Uh, There's an article in the LA Times kind of talking about him searching for some answers after his rough start with the Dodgers so that's what's on tap so make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers thank you for making locked on Dodgers your first listener of the day every day if you do make your Dodgers locked on Dodgers your first listen of the day every day that means you're an everydayer that means we love you but not that we don't love you for not an everydayer but you know everydayers you know how everyone says they don't have a favorite kid but they really do have a favorite kid. You know, that's kind of how we are with the everyday years. But, hey, if you, if you, we still love you if you're not an everyday year. But, you know, you might get an extra scoop of potatoes if you are an everyday year, So, Also, XM, SXM app, search for Dodgers. You can listen to every home broadcast. Dodgers play tonight against the Brewers. Looking to get back on, on the winning waves, Looking to get back on track. So make sure to listen out for that. And, uh, you know, if you can't watch the game, you can always listen. It's right there for you with Sirius XM and the SXM. App. All right, let's finish up. No Syndergaard is on the mound tonight, and he's been struggling. Uh, obviously, we know this. We've talked about this. And there's an article by Jack Harrison, LA Times, uh, talking to Syndergaard, talking to people around you know Dodgers about Syndergaard. And Syndergaard believes that some of his issues are coming mentally he described going through tommy john surgery and the rehabilitation everything that is traumatizing and you know he still doesn't feel he feels like there's a mental block that's kind of stopping him from figuring out his mechanics or figuring out from you know just letting go and being able to throw the ball and you know releasing it and and pretty much everything that comes with pitching and you know, obviously as fans, we want results and, you know, we usually don't care how the sausage is made as long as there's results happening, but this is a peek behind those curtains. This is a a look into how that sausage is made, how Noah Syndergaard is trying to figure this out. And, you know, you, you, you do feel bad and and it's, that's easy. It's easy. Obviously, you know, you may be ruthless and say, I don't care. He's my big player. You should figure it out. blah, blah but, it's very easy to feel this empathy. You know, we've all gone through things in life where we're not quite performing how we want to. Whether it's at work, whether it's you know, in sports, whether you know, growing up, whatever the case was in school, um, or you know, there's just certain things you can't get. You know, a mental hurt. There's mental hurdles every day in life, and and that's kind of where he's at right now, and he's trying to figure it out. And you know, it's it. No, it's in regards of from what we've known. Early, even from earlier career, he was a very confident guy. From social media, we know he's you know very personable, very confident in himself and his abilities. And for you know him to be reduced, not reduced, but for him to be struggling and going through this, it, it's you know, it's well. First of all, commendable on his point that he's bringing it up. The second of all, you know, relatable, and, and third of all, it, it's it sucks. You know, it, you don't, you never want to see a guy struggle because of of you know mental things And, and. You know the the process of coming back from tommy john surgery we've seen a lot of guys talk about it and you know they do say it's grueling sometimes it's lonely sometimes you know you want to give up. like imagine your job is to pitch and you're you know whether it's a reliever or you're pitching every fifth day and you know you're really good at it and now you get hurt and you can't do that for a year like you won't be even even if you be if you're the fastest healer in the world you're still not going to come back before a year, you know, as a pitcher. Now, obviously, we know Bryce Harper came back faster than that, but he's only hitting. So, you know, that's a lot, especially for guys that, you know, some of these guys only know baseball or, you know, your whole life has been around baseball, 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 baseball. You finally made it to where you want to be. And now it's like, okay, you can't play baseball for a year. And you're going to have to work your way back if you want to keep playing baseball. Like, it's not going to be easy to just, it's not like you have to take off a year, you know, you got suspended for a year, you got to take off a year. Like, no, you can't play baseball for a year, or you can't, at least not the way you want to. You can play catch at like some point. Uh, you know, Walker-Guelish started playing catch, but that's all you're going to do. And it, it's it's taxing mentally. I can, I can see how that comes. And now you're coming back to it, and, you know, there's people, a variety of accidents and different things you know, learning to walk again for people that have, you know, leg or, or spinal injuries and, you know, it, it there's a mental hurdle to get over to be like, oh, yeah, I can walk again normally, you know, where where an Indian cinder guard is for this, you know, it's a mental hurdle, mental block to pitch how he knows how to pitch or to pitch or to feel comfortable on the mound and to not have to worry about it. And, you know, that's the thing. You start worrying about one thing, and then you worry about another thing, and then you worry about another thing, and now your mechanics are all off and, you know. We we we've seen the results from that. So one of the things Sindergaard is, is doing right now, and he said, Quote, I'll just try I'll try just about any resource I have just to snap out of it. And one thing he's trying right now is hypnotism. And there, the he there's a mental skills coach that I just have, Brent Walker, and he hypnotizes him he says, Well, sitting by his side, there's no pendulum clock playing back and forth, no spell. Syndergaard simply goes off as Walker talks softly to his subconscious, trying to dissolve the mental blocks that continue to hold. Oh, dissolve mental block. And, you know, it's just one of those things to try to find some peace, some inner peace, some outer peace, some whatever, um, you know, some relaxation, whatever it is. We don't need to know exactly why, but this is, you know, how he's trying to figure it out. And hopefully, obviously, for the dog's sake, that he does figure it out. But, you know, prior talked to Mark Pryor, Dodge Pitching Ghost, he talked about it too. He says it's just trying to get to a point where he's comfortable letting it go. At times he flashes some stuff and then other times he pulls back. He's somebody that's really focused on his delivery. And something we're trying to get him to do is pull out of that and get his focus more towards the plate. It's just about trying to get out there and give everything you've got on every single pitch. So, yeah, like I said, it's. You think about one thing in your delivery, now you think about another thing in your delivery, and now you're not worried about the pitch, and now you know you're leaving fastballs or changeups or you know breaking balls that don't break over the middle of the plate, and you're getting hit hard, and that's what's happening with Syndergaard. So the good thing, you know, positive is that if he can figure this out, maybe that helps, and he gets back to Syndergaard. Maybe he's not going to throw hundred, but you know, maybe he'll he'll have confidence and throw well. the bad part is as we've seen there's you know i don't you know i don't know this is classified as the yips but as we've seen before the yips can get you and you know there might not it doesn't always work out it's not always a, a success story with the with yips or with mental issues you know it's not always successful it's sometimes guys don't make it back or they take them a few years to get, make it back or you know and the dodgers don't have that kind of timeline with center right now they have one year and they need to figure out soon you know and that's that's the other part too that you think about it, is just like man like this sucks but realistically the dodgers have to think about them and themselves and you know center guard struggles a little bit more over the next month and Ryan that is ready to come back and you know bobby miller works his way up or and you know gavin stone figures it out I, you know, they might not have that runway for Syndergaard to figure it out in, in a dog uniform. They might not have that runway. And, 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 you know, imagine you're struggling, you're struggling, you're struggling. You know, the team, you know, your team is supporting you, but at some point they can't support you. And you know, now you're out of a job. So let's hope it doesn't get to that point. Let's hope, you know, Syndergaard figure that out and get through it and, and you know, feel comfortable with himself. There was one thing that, that they mentioned. Um, or that he mentioned that he kind of figured out at one point where well from 2019 so you know he said he had a, a shutout complete game shutouts 10 strikeouts and then he he talked about one thing that he felt like he was screwing his back leg which is one thing that synced up the rest of his delivery um, but he hasn't been able to find that trigger and he says even he says even his long toss feels out of whack like i'm trying to relearn and unlearn something and you're like know, screwing the back leg thing is similar to like the maximum little step out it's just some kind of thing that kicks your mechanics into gear cinder trying to find that and hopefully he does we, we you know like i said we at this point who knows but it, if it's as simple as one little thing that needs to click or one little you know mechanical adjustment or one little you know mantra maybe that he finds or something like that, that just gets him back into even, you know, even to pitch how he did last year, three, nine, four ERA, you know, put five, six innings up every star. He was able to pitch out of the pen, you know, when he moved to Philadelphia, if they want how they needed him. Even the Dodgers would take that right now. You know, what they're eating so far is not that. And, and you know, it, like I said, the senior guard at this point is only for sure on the team because gonson started the season hurt and pepio started the season hurt and you know stone didn't necessarily wow in his first start of the show and the dodgers have been playing well you know they're playing well if they were not playing well and this is all happening you know who knows but i hope the guard figures out he can get started uh doing that tonight against the Brewers, and uh that's going to do it for today's episode Real quick, uh, this morning, shameless plug, but it's Dodger related. Mookie Betts is starting a podcast slash show with Bleacher Report. It'll be in the Bleacher Report app today at nine thirty a.m. Pacific time. He's talking with Christian Yelich. It'll be in the BR app. It should be hopefully on podcasts in the next day after that. But it's gonna live in the BR app, so if you don't see it live, you can watch it after. Uh, so, go check that out. Mookie Bets. He's going to have a show maybe a couple times a month uh, with a different guest every time. So, that'll be fun. But that's the end of it for today. So, thank you all for listening. Thanks for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to check out the Series XM or SXM app. Uh, search Dodgers. Find every home broadcast for every game. You make sure to come back tomorrow. We'll talk about another syndergarb outing and the Dodgers Wayne. Hopefully, and hopefully, she'll be me and Jeff back together, which would be ideal. Remember, you can find us on podcast and on YouTube if you search Lockdown Dodgers, which is how you can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent91. DMs are open on all those accounts where you can get a hold of us. You can also get a hold of us via email, lockdowndodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning and we hope you'll be with us. When you get in your car or if you're at home, share smart advice by podcast Lockdown Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree, you just have to listen. Have a good one.